Small Biz Pod Sales Edition, episode number two. This is Uncle Spats, wishing you a very warm welcome back to the Small Biz Pod Sales Edition. If you're involved with or have responsibility for sales in a small or medium-sized enterprise, whether it's just you or you have a sales team, this is for you. In this episode, I have an interview with Liz Jackson, MBE, founder and managing director of Great Guns Marketing. also be introducing you uh, to the first in our sales clinic series. So here we are with the second episode of the sales edition of Small Biz Pod. Thanks very much uh, to those of you coming back to us and a big welcome to those of you tuning in uh, for the first time. Uh, thank you for all the feedback we've received already. Uh, we've already had loads of comments via Twitter and also responses to the blogs that I've started posting on the site. Uh, and I'll ri- remind you of how uh, you can contact us later on in, in the show. Included within the feedback was an email from Andy Burrows of Charis FD. And Andy's been brave enough to, to agree to be our first case study in the sales clinic. And I'll talk more about that later after the interview. So on to this episode's interview. Now, my idea is to try and find people to interview about the various categories that we've created on the site. Uh, These being the steps in the sales and buying process, sales management and sales skills. Now, this week, we're concentrating on lead generation and in particular, a subject I know is often the activity that salespeople or perhaps any people come to that really like the least. And that's cold calling. Now, Liz Jackson has a different point of view. Uh, She loves cold calling. Uh, In fact, she loved it so much that she's created a very successful business doing just that. I saw Liz recently on Channel 4's Secret Millionaire uh, program, and I thought she'd make a a great interview. So I gave her a call and then popped round to see her at the uh, Great Guns Marketing Office. Uh, And this is what we chatted about. Okay, so I'm here this morning with Liz Jackson, who's the, the managing director of uh, Great Guns Marketing, and Liz Jackson, MBE, no less. So, uh, welcome, Liz. Thank you, um, Liz. If we could start off, if you just tell me a bit about Great Guns Marketing, the, the business that you have, and, and how you got started with it. Well, I started uh, Great Guns in '98 here in Basingstoke. Um, I was a telemarketer for eight years before I did that, so I was absolutely useless at school. My academic achievements were, you know, could write on the back of a fag packet, really. Um, and so I got into the workplace for a, working as an office junior for a very small family-run business at the time, um, and was rubbish at the admin. And But my boss noticed that I was really good at answering the phone, so he came up with the idea of having a go at telemarketing, And so I started to uh, pick up the phone and do some calls to managing directors. And I, at that point, just thought, this job's amazing. You know, I love it. It's so much fun. It's so challenging. It's like, it's like doing drama, which was the only subject I liked at school because it was like performing every time you picked up the telephone. Um, And so um, 
I worked for that business for eight years and that entrepreneur really showed me that the, you know, the work is fun, it's exciting, um, it's rewarding, there's huge amounts of satisfaction yeah. um, in, in, in winning deals um, and booking appointments. And so I then went on to, at the age of 25, to actually think, well, I want to recreate this, but for me. Okay. And so I started Great Guns Marketing in Basingstoke. Okay, and, and so and the real motivation of that because you enjoyed that, but you you wanted to do something for yourself mm. as well. Yes, um, absolutely. Okay, and, and and so with Great Guns, what sort of services do you provide to your customers? We're an outbound um, telemarketing agency, so we only um, make calls out. We don't. We're not an inbound call centre. Mm. Um, we only deal in the business to business sector. So we represent businesses who want to. Uh, target other companies with their offerings, their services and products. Mm -hmm. um, and predominantly, they're asking us to do things like book them appointments for their field sales representatives or for themselves if they're a, you know, a very small company, um, or book delegates into conferences and events. Um, companies ask us to ring up their clients and find out um, how they're feeling about the business. So we do a lot of client surveys, client engagement. Um, and, uh, and, and also we, we build databases for companies, so we do data cleansing um, and enhancement. Um, so most of the activities that you use to, you know, on the phone to target businesses is what we can cover. And, and why do they come to an organisation like yourselves as opposed to doing it themselves? Oh, there's a whole host of reasons, but um, most companies find it incredibly difficult, um, A, to recruit brilliant telemarketers, and then B, keep them. Um, telemarketers need to be motivated and managed really, really regularly. Um, and here at Great Guns, we have uh, well, we have a, a brilliant talent development program. So we take a telemarketer and we um, at about seventy percent of their skills innate, but we draw out the other thirty percent through our talent program. But also look to develop them on in their career into other areas that they can. Um, get involved with, which means that we, you know, retention's really important. Um, and so we keep our telemarketers long term. Most clients just find that all they end up doing um, is recruiting, training, recruiting, training, recruiting, training, because people just don't like, you know, they're usually ignored in a business, telemarketers. Right. If you work for a bank or something and you're the telemarketer, if you're not the banker, which is their key business, you just get ignored and only looked at when you're not doing a good job. Um, and so it's the same thing, you know, I outsource my IT because we're, it's not our core business and I want to concentrate on telemarketing. And that's, they're probably the main reasons why people outsource to us. Okay, and the, and the types of people that you do recruit, what are you looking for in, in your new recruits? Well, I have to say, out of, um, what, if we have five people who come for a trial at Great Guns, um, so they've gone through uh, all the interviewing process and we've agreed that they do a trial, only one of them gets offered a job. So it's quite, it's quite a process. But what we're really looking for is amazing people skills because, you know, our guys have got to make 100 phone calls a day and when they finally get through to a decision maker, which probably happens 10 to 15 times a day, they've got 20 seconds to build up credibility, confidence, rapport, that is a massive, you know, that's a, that's a gift, it's a craft, mm. it's, you know, it's not for uh, just anyone to be able to do that. So I'm looking for people who have a work ethic, that means that they can keep doing that, thick skin so they can take the knockbacks, mm. amazing people skills, great social skills, and also a real desire to score, you know, a real desire to close, um, and to be able to do that in a 
in a natural way that doesn't make the prospect feel like they've been over persuaded or bullied um, which I you know I hate that approach um, and so it's very difficult to find those people <laughs> you know that's a, that's a difficult thing but after 11 years in this in this market um, you know recruitment's a lot easier for us because we have a great brand and so people want to work at great guns so um, you know there's an element of that becoming an easier process now Right. Okay. And and how do you go about attracting clients yourself? Well, we do everything um, in that respect. We obviously have our team of great guns telemarketers who are out there cold calling um, and and booking meetings for our field salespeople. Um, so we use that traditional approach. We do direct mail, yeah. um, which we use actually to enhance the results on, on the telephone. So our telemarketers are generally following up direct mail pieces. We also um, involve um, email shotting in that process. So, you know, a prospect might receive a direct mail piece, then an email shot, then a phone call. We run our own client club. So we have an event that's bi-monthly that we invite prospects, clients along to so that we get to meet them in a, you know, a non-committal environment where they uh, can learn more about our business and then speak to our clients who you know, are our greatest salespeople, if you like. Okay, so sales by referral. Yeah, and we, do, we have a referral program that, that, that's here. We use social media um, in, in our, our, our relationship enhancing, if you like, after we've been on sales meetings. Uh, we blog to create credibility around what we're doing, um, write blogs um, all about telemarketing and lead generation so that people can read those. Um, what else do we do? Loads. You know, every, networking. We do networking yeah. um, as well. We go to, But we choose networking very carefully because you can spend a lot of time doing networking um, and just find that you're completely in the wrong place. So we choose the right places for us to go and pitch to companies that you know we want to win as clients and what's the sort of an ideal client profile for you um well uh it does range but um i guess really you know we're looking for companies that generally turn over more than a million um and who are in a b2b sector um and who have a real ambition to grow mm. Um, because um, and my view on companies is, you know, they're like plants either grow or die. So um, <laughs> I'm not that keen on working for the ones that are going the other way. Um, so, you know, they have to have an ambition to grow, really, um, because that's what we, you know, that's eventually that's what we do. We help businesses grow. Um, so that's, you know, that's part of the criteria. But we do work with some amazing startups. You know, we took on a, a company last week, two lads, come up with some amazing very innovative technology they're relatively well funded um and uh you know we've got a concept that we're taking to the retail industry um and so we you know we're very happy to work with those sorts of very exciting businesses as well okay and do these tend to be short-term projects or are they long-term engagements for you we tend to sign clients up to, to projects that are, you know, they start off around 20 days of telemarketing, mm-hmm. um, which can be spread because a lot of companies couldn't cope if we did 20 days of telemarketing for them next month. They got 20 meetings, for example. That's, you know, on top of their already existing commitments. That's too much for a very small business. So some companies do a day, two days a week over a 10 or 20 week program. Right. 
um, and then they renew at the end. So nine out of ten clients uh, renew with Great Gardens. Um, we've got a very simple business motto, motto, which is we're in business to win and retain clients. Yeah. So we concentrate on those two things really, really hard, get them through the door, work harder to keep them. So we have a client liaison team that are just dedicated to managing the client relationship and making sure that we keep the promises that we make in the sales meeting through the delivery. Okay, so, so it sounds like it's a number of short-term projects, but it's a, it's a long-term relationship. Definitely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, and you mentioned um, in, uh, about the task that uh, your, your people face of, you know, of, of the calls they have to make and having to establish rapport mm. very quickly. How do they go about doing that? Because presumably the people you're calling get a zillion calls yeah. a day. So how can you make a difference? How do you actually differentiate yourself to be able to cut through and establish that rapport? Well, we do that with the client. We, we do a brief with the client initially before we start working with them to understand what their benefits and features are. Um, when we're calling people, it's not just what we say, it's how we say it. So there's yeah. two elements to the call, but what we say is very important, and it has to be benefits-rich. You know, it has to be uh, current as well. So you've got to imagine what conversations are going to be going on in the businesses that we're calling at the level we're calling. Most of our clients want board-level meetings. Yeah. So what's going to be the pain that they're experiencing at the moment, and what has our client got up their sleeve to cure that problem? Um, and so you sit down in a brief with a client and you really push them to, to understand their business, to be able to tell you what that information is, um, because we can't do that for them. And so I will often, uh, in fact, I've done it this week with a, with a company that we've brought on. I'll say to them, look, you've got you've to gotta know these, you know, the answers to these questions before we brief with you, because telemarketers have to have that information. So it's coming up, we call it an elevator pitch, which we design but we can't come up with the benefits of the client. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, that's got to be an element of, of what they do. Um, and the, the better the hooks, you know, the more current, the more innovative the messaging, um, the more different it is from what everyone else is saying, um, the better. Um, I, I went to see a, a creative agency last week that did uh, great creative, digital um, stuff for print, rebranding. And they said, well, look, that's what we do. We're no different from anyone else. And I said, no, you are. You know, what is different? What, you know, I've seen some differences in you. Um, do what you do for clients for you. And they went away and they've come back with the most funky, brilliant message to the market, yeah. which I can't tell you about because, it, it, you know, it, it will... Uh, it will ruin it for, for them and uh, you know our telemarketers are going to be using it on the project but it's just brilliant and they've really gone away and, and fought it through um, which is really exciting so we've got a great message to take to market but then you have to deliver that with charisma right, yeah. so you've got to smile when you pick up the phone you've got to sound excited about what you're doing you've got to believe in what the, what the, what the client does um, because the prospect won't believe in it if you don't um, and then you've got to be engaging with them um, and so, you know, there's a whole element of how we how we do that. So, so it sounds like you're actually delivering consultancy on that proposition development as well for them and get them to think perhaps slightly differently to how they were before. Yeah, and we've had to do that a lot more now. I mean, because of the recession, you know, there's a need now for companies to um, really sharpen up their approach to the market because it's got more competitive out there because people have realised that, um, well, you know, bright people have realized now that if they don't sell yeah. <laughs> it's going the other way yeah. um and uh, and so the market's got more competitive um 
it's got it, it, some companies are just going in on the price you know they're just being price sensitive mm. but clever companies are sharpening up their offerings you know and um and and um putting their propositions together that are really thoughtful um and really sort of act as a a skin around what a client's problem is and yeah, so we're having to drive that now um, yeah. so, so it sounds like you know, it's a combination of, of knowing the proposition knowing the uh, your customers customers business yeah uh, so they uh, and then delivering that in the right way as you yeah. say you know with charisma and yeah. with enthusiasm and, yeah. and, and with energy yeah. despite making a hundred calls a day yeah. Yeah. okay one, one of the um, biggest challenges that uh, I think that people often face is how to get through the gatekeeper mm. Um, what what tips could you do you give there? How how do you get through the game to, to the person you actually want to speak to? Oh, well, you know, I think there's a level of confidence that has to be, you know, that has to happen. You have to believe that your call is very important um, because that, they hear that in your voice. Um, so, you know, if you ring up thinking, you know, if I don't speak to Mr. Smith, you know, this is going to be a lost opportunity for him. And, uh, you know, how, how, how awful will that be? So there's an element of really believing that and, that and they can pick up that confidence and that tone in your voice. And that, that for a start, is a difference. Mm. Uh, that creates a, a different perception on their part. Um, also, make a friend of them. You know, loads of PAs actually... Um, do half the job of the managing director you know mine does you know they really are people who do know the business well do know the managing director very well uh, know how he or she likes to be approached know the issues that he or she are facing at the moment and if you can build rapport with that PA they give you a mine of information um, and you know the 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 interesting thing is is so many people are bolshy with PAs mm. and so they that you know they're quite defensive they can be quite defensive and, and quite hacked off at a cold calling approach but if you if you say look I want to speak to your boss I know that you're the route to that I really want to understand more about the business and, and his issues uh, because I want my approach to be thoughtful can you help me? You know, can I, can I yeah. appeal to you to help me? And it's amazing how many of them will, will, do will do that. And there'll be the odd person who will be really unhelpful. You know, call before she starts or he start, starts work, call after they've left, call at lunchtime, you know, try and get the email address. You've, you've just really, you know, you've got to be militant about it, you know, and consider every angle mm. um, to get them really. And, and, and do you have uh, a, a dedicated team that looks after a particular account so that they, they really understand these issues yeah. and they understand the people that they're talking to? Yeah, and that's essential. You cannot keep swapping and changing telemarketers over on projects. Um, it has to be the same people that work on the programme all the way through and then do the renewal and the next renewal and the yeah. next renewal because they're building up so much IP. You know, a, As they call, they become more fluid. They get over the learning curve. They, they really understand the business. They build relationship with the prospect. And so you cannot have high turnover staff in a telemarketing agency because, because it impacts the client's project so much. Um, so you need consistency in, in that approach. And so we absolutely allocate the same team to all the projects. And, and do you have any sort of knowledge-based systems to, you know, to keep hold of, of the you know, details of conversations yeah. that you have with people, et cetera? Yeah, yeah we use an online CRM called T-Point. Um, which is great. I mean, it's, it's an ordinary CRM, so it's very similar to salesforce.com yeah. or, or any of those um, sort of bells and whistles ones. But what I really love about T-Point is it, it has um, call recording, but that it's linked to the CRM, to each record. So for every call that we record, uh, we make, we record it. 
Um, but what that means is that next, you know, if I want to today go and look at our campaign that we're running with PwC, for example, and listen to why people are saying they're not interested in PwC because they're using KPMG, I can hear the objections, the live objections, feed those mm. back to PwC and say, look, we need to work on the proposition in this particular area. So it's, it's hugely useful for us as a team, but also um, gives our clients insight on competitor um, analysing com com competitors yeah. and, and current, you know, current information on that. Um, but also you can listen to your appointments before you go, um, which helps the field salesperson understand the chemistry that the telemarketer had uh, okay. yeah. on the call. So it's, it's a really, really useful piece of kit. Yeah, that, that sounds really useful, actually. And it's bespoke set up for each project. So if we're working for a company that, that does car leasing, we can set it up to collect information. So as the telemarketers are calling, even if they don't get through to a decision maker, they can ask the size of the fleet, who's responsible, who the fleet's currently managed by, when, when, um, when they know that contract's up um, for discussion. Um, and so you can collect that information and make your next call very, very useful because when you do get through to the decision maker, you can say, oh, I understand your car fleet's currently kept by uh, Alphabet BMW and, uh, you know, it's up for renewal in, in July next year. You have 50 cars in your fleet. We're very interested to talk to you about that because, you know, we've, we've got the new hybrid coming out and, you know, so you can make yeah, the yeah. call really interesting, which again gets people's ears pricking up. Yeah, and I guess that helps with the engagement uh, you know, from the field yeah, sales perspective. it does, but it also gives the clients back because data's... Data, when it's clean and enhanced, is very, very valuable. Yeah, sure. um, and so, um, you know, it becomes a massive asset to a business once we've called it and cleaned it, um, as well as the appointments and leads you generate. Okay. Uh, moving on to what might be considered a, a controversial point from your perspective. Um, if you do a search uh, for cold calling on the internet, there's a lot of things that, that spring up and books and articles that cold calling is dead mm -hmm. and it's all about use of new media and sales 2.0. What, what are you, your views on that? Well, I think that's like saying um, conversations are dead face-to-face, -face, you know, or, um, or people don't buy from people anymore um, or there's no relationship in the sales process because no other tool apart from... Um, you know, perhaps networking, for example, will build relationship. You know, a direct mail piece, doesn't matter how good they are, they don't build relationship. An email will not build relationship or rapport. Um, a, an advert in a paper um, will not give you, and none of those mediums actually give you the opportunity to handle, handle the objection. The other thing is, is once they've gone out, there's no understanding of why it didn't work. Whereas you can do the telemarketing after half a day, fine-tune your approach. But with all of those other marketing tools, you can't do that. Um, and I think that that's like saying you're taking the relationship out of business. You know, by not doing cold calling or telemarketing in any respect, you're saying we're not going to sell anymore. Right. So it's, it's the most ridiculous, stupid concept that only a bozo who's not involved in business could have could have written an article about you know it's 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 not reflective of any i mean we work for businesses of all sizes across the, the uk we've probably got 500 live clients in all sorts of different sectors and their businesses would fail if they weren't doing cold calling and telemarketing okay and and 
is there a place for the, uh, um, the the social media concepts within within sales? Of course, there is. Absolutely, I think social media is extremely important. I mean, we we tweet. Uh, we we have quite a reasonable tweet, Twitter following now. Uh, we use LinkedIn proactively. There's a great guns group on LinkedIn. Um, we uh, use Facebook as well. Um, in you know in, in in predominantly communicating with our staff across all our offices. So there's an element of that being a brilliant. Uh, tool, tool to do that. So, uh, and we blog. So we use social media a lot to um, enhance our sales. We don't get sales from it. You know, it's it's something that raises your credibility. This stuff around social media being something that can replace direct mail, email shotting, telemarketing is 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 feeble. You know, it definitely isn't. Um, it supports those things. Um, and is another route to market, which is very, very valuable. But that's what it should be considered as, another string to your bow, not, not replacing all the other strings. Okay, that's great. Thanks for that. And, and lastly, just um, thinking about people doing this for themselves, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that are, are there, don't do this full time. Um, what tips could you give somebody who's, who's, who's about to sort of embark on, on doing some sort of campaign? Well, I mean, obviously, my biggest tip would be outsource it, <laughs> because you know, if you haven't got a passion for it, you're you're not going to do it, and it's going to take the time away from you um, that where you should be, you know, visiting new clients, sitting in front of them, or working on um, keeping your clients. Um, but if you're dedicated to doing it, or you're going to recruit someone, you know you've got to set aside a decent amount of time. You know, you don't, don't think you can do a couple of hours and that'd be okay. It's got to be a half a day at least or a day mm-hmm. of activity. You have to clear your desk, clear your diary. Um, it, it make sure there's no distractions around because if you're not absolutely loving it, you any distraction um, will make you stop cold calling. You have to stay really focused. You have to do the work prior to the call to make sure you understand what your features and benefits are before mm-hmm. you start to pick up the phone. And also you have to understand very clearly who you're ringing. Yeah. You know, you need a good database um, that's, uh, you know, fought out. You know, who are you targeting? Where in the country are they based? What size are the organizations you're going after? Who's the decision maker you want to target? If you can't get through to them, what information are you going to collect? Um, what is success? What does success look like? You know, is it an appointment? Is it a lead? Is it, um, you know, the fact that even if you can't get one of those, you're going to find out? X piece of information. So there has to be an element of, uh, you know, a strategy that you roll out on it um, as well. Um, And put a mirror in front of you. And if you're not smiling, you sound like a miserable old git and no one (laughs) want to talk to you anyway. So there's no point in picking up the phone unless you can be happy about it. Um, Because you've got to think about, you know, engaging people. Um, So, you know, they're probably reasonable bits of advice to get started. That's great. Thanks very much. And I'm, I'm sure our listeners will appreciate that. Okay, so Liz, thanks very much for those insights. Uh, it's been really useful. So thank you very much to Liz for that great interview. Uh, I have to say, I, I was really inspired by it, uh, by, by talking with her. Uh, I thought there were some really great practical uh, tips in there. I look quite what my colleagues would make of it if I put a big mirror on the desk uh, before I got on the phone. I, I'm not sure. Um, but if, if you've got any comments or questions uh, about that, anything you want to ask Liz, then please just ping them over to me. Uh, you can do that by either commenting on the, the blog post relating to the interview, or you can email me at unclespats at smallbizpod.co.uk, or you can follow me on, on Twitter 
which is just Uncle Spats, or leave me a message on Skype. And again, just use Uncle Spats. That, that should get through. Uh, you can also join us on our Facebook group. Uh, we've got a fan page together there. And if you um, again, just follow the link from the Small Biz Pod um, website, uh, that will take you through there. And we'd love to see you there. Now, finally, uh, for this episode, I wanted to introduce you to the sales clinic. Now, the idea of the sales clinic is to feature an issue raised by one of our listeners, then get the other members of the community to comment and suggest solutions that, are, that have worked for them. Now, whilst this podcast is target, targeted at salespeople within SMEs, I, I know for a fact that there's quite a range of people listening, including consultants and people with larger company experience. So if you have any advice that you could pass on, then please don't be shy. Uh, as I learned on an NLP course a little while back, uh, a little saying goes that none of us is as smart as all of us. Now, our first case study in the clinic has been sent in by Andy Burrows of Charis FD. Now, Andy runs a company that helps SMEs who perhaps don't have a full-time finance director, but could benefit from the input of an experienced FD from time to time. Now, whilst Andy is a very experienced and qualified FD, um, he's not, by his own admission, a sales or marketing person. And he's, he's not at the stage where he can hire somebody to do this, this sort of stuff for him. Now, the particular issue that he wants to address is about increasing the number of qualified leads he gets. So if this is a topic you think you could add some value to, or is perhaps one that you face yourself, uh, please go to the sales area on the smallbizpod.co.uk website and then look under the sales clinic tab. And lastly, if there is something you would like either to have reviewed or to review yourself, uh, it could be a sales-related book, a website, a course, a methodology. Um, please let me know, and then we'll, we'll see what we can do about it. So that's it for this episode, apart from, of course, the obligatory closing music. Now, this week, I've gone for a nice bit of funk from a band called Big James and the Chicago Players, with a track called I Just Want a Bit of Attention. Uh, there's a great bit of bass playing, some nice horns in this. Uh, as usual, the, the, the music is courtesy of our friends at IOTA Promonet. See you next time.
Attention. I don't need much to look at but do. 